0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon
2: Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Chris Camerani of The Athletic coming up here momentarily. We'll ask uh, Chris about a number of different things, but he did do a piece uh, released last week, Morgan Scally and 1280 The Zone on Scally's Days as a sports radio co-host. In fact, Gordon, let's jump on out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, he makes the magic happen for The Athletic. He is Chris Camerani. Uh What's going on, Chris? How are you doing? You staying well?
3: Yeah, I'm staying entertained by your daughter's album of the day. And All right just please, please keep that coming because I, I see that and then I go to my Apple Music and I plug it in and it's, she's, she's gone 11 for 11 so far so All let's right. keep that going
2: alright, thanks. Well, thanks Chris for following along
3: I appreciate it <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, anything, any semblance of positivity I'm here for so let's, either of you guys you know, I'm here for it in any fashion, any medium I'm here for it
4: Chris, I've known you a long time, but I don't know what kind of music aficionado you are. What, uh, what's your, what's your pleasure when it comes to that kind of thing?
3: Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, is it kind of lame to say everything? I mean, no, I, I eclectic. I, <laughs> yeah, eclectic. I mean, my mom raised me on on classic rock, um, but as a child of the '90s and the TRL era, I also had some very bad taste. in in my in my youth and uh i hope that that's waned a little bit uh but you know weirdly country music is probably my least favorite genre but my go-to karaoke song is a country song so that's just me uh a long-winded way of saying uh i think i have good taste but i might not have good taste so what is the go-to uh, Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. Oh, that's All a
2: right. great karaoke tune. Well done. Well done. Hey, Chris, before we get started on some detail into this, I uh, want to thank you for writing about the station and its history and digging into Morgan Scally's story here with us here at The Zone, but also want to thank you for not digging too deeply into the uh, <laughs> station and its sordid
3: past. Um it's, it's a pandemic, and obviously my concern first and foremost is with the well-being of the people of this country and this world. And uh, obviously you guys know the athletic tries to pride itself on being unique and being different, and I think at uh, this time you are asked to flex those muscles a little more intensely than usual. I, I, I will say the... The bugging Morgan about his six month stay as a twelve eighty co host is about as creative and maybe to some a little more silly than than I want to actually uh, expect of myself. But you know what, we are where we are. Um, but it was it was a fun piece to write, and um, you know, you I forgot I had, I I had totally forgot, and you know, it's. Uh, it's ironic that Morgan's first real job out of college was a sports radio host. Oh, we have fond
4: memories of that. In fact, uh, he is well known for the perhaps, would you say, Jake, the greatest faux pas in the history of uh, sports talk radio. Oh, so state.
2: great! In fact, we can't even tell we the can't story say it. because we can't it was say so it on amazing. The air. No. no, we
4: can't say it on the air. But if, if Chris, if if you have heard that story, then you know what we mean. But if you haven't heard it, we got to tell it. Next to you, time uh, I see you, man, sometime. you gotta yeah. you gotta hear this one.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard bits and pieces, but I I'm always here for a good story, and you know, um, hopefully, when we get to. Be part of that annoying scrum in the near future. I will be able to hear your take on it.
4: Chris, let me let me ask you. You brought this up about how you have to flex your, your writing muscles a little more right now. You've always been a talented uh, profile feature writer, takeout writer. Uh, what is that like? How would you describe the process to try? You're walking in. You're talking to a Morgan Scalley or you're talking to any of the subjects that you write about. Uh, walk us through the process that you go through to to accomplish the best narrative you can come up with. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what the angle of the story is. For for me, it's about establishing uh, a relationship with the subject of whomever you're you're profiling, uh, as you know, specific as. You know, talking to Morgan for twenty minutes about his time as a sports radio host, um, and then you know, talking to Kyle Whittingham about why he takes his family to Maui every summer. It's just about trying to be as normal and as real and as clear in your line of questioning as possible. Because um, I think this this job is becoming a little—I uh, don't want to say more unique—but there's just so much out there, as you guys know. The, the, the job, the priority is to deliver a story or a narrative or anything interesting that basically hasn't been told before. And I think one of the things that I've always tried to do is um, just do that. Look for things that haven't been done. Um, look outside the box. Uh, there are a lot of people who are way, way smarter than me at the nuts and bolts of sports, especially in the sports journalism world. Uh, but for me, I've, I've always looked at the job as kind of a, a, a window into who people really are when they're not on the sidelines or screaming at a ref or catching a game-winning touchdown. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me it starts with the subject, and then it's, it's like an octopus. There are a bunch of tentacles, and you go out and you try to talk to as many people um, as possible that have to do with that person, that helped them get to where they were, that maybe saw them at a different time of their life, uh, I mean, that, that to me is the most interesting part of this job is being able to talk to, um, just like using this example of Morgan, like being able to talk to Alema Harrington or, or Ryan Hatch and be like, what were you guys thinking hiring this 24-year-old kid who had just you know finished a college football career uh, to, to be a, a sports radio host? These are all just things that really interest me. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a very uh, broad way of me saying that Anything that's semi-interesting and that hasn't been written about is, is usually where I'm trying to I'm trying to walk down that path.
2: I noticed you didn't call the producer of the Red and Blue show with Alema <laughs> Harrington and Morgan Scally because boy he, meaning me, could have given you tons of, <laughs> of material on that. But in all seriousness, Morgan was really, really good at it. He was. He was good at sports radio and it's not a surprise to me that it's translated into his coaching success as well because he's extremely charismatic, extraordinarily smart. He was always really good at identifying with people whether it's listeners or recruits and it it's it's not a shock to me that that is translated to Morgan as a coach. And I'm, I'm curious, did he, did you get the sense that he thought he benefited from his time as a sports radio host?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. And that's, and that's the beauty of, of stories like this is you get real insight. Um, when you get to talk to a coach about non coach speak topics, you know, Morgan was way more stoked to talk about his history as the, uh, the 1280 co-host of the Red and Blue Show as opposed to me asking him, like, what are you going to do in the secondary this fall, you know? <laughs> and, and he was just straight up. He was like, you know what? You get schooled as a player um, from your SID and you, you're told what to say, what not to say. And he said that, that that was a tough line for him to walk when he was a radio host because he still had really close friends who were on that 2005 team. It was Kyle's first year as a head coach, his former defensive coordinator. And, yeah, I mean, he, he made no bones about it. He, he said that his time in radio definitely made him more media savvy. Not that he needed to be any more so, but I definitely think things like that groom a guy like Morgan, groom him to, to be a little more prepared for the if and when of him becoming a head football coach in college football.
4: You know, Chris, one of the things that stands out to me, I remember interviewing Morgan when he was a an athlete at, at, uh, at Utah and how good he was and what a leader he was. And to back that up, when Urban Meyer came in, Urban's nobody's fool, right? And so he looked around the locker room and he picked out the guys that he needed to connect with, the leaders, that he could get their imagination and get them all going in the right direction. And Morgan was one of the first guys he singled out. I always thought that was a terrific compliment to who Scali is.
3: Well, well, they, yeah, and, and, and don't discount the fact that Urban tried to hire Morgan away from Utah right after his radio days. I mean, Morgan yeah. went into 2006 having job offers from both Utah and Florida. And, uh, you know, in retrospect, I probably should have asked Morgan to look into a crystal ball and foresee where he might be now had he gone to, to Gainesville back in 2006. But, yeah, I mean, clearly if, if, if Urban Meyer is offering one of his former players – a spot on his staff the year after he left. I mean, that just goes to show that, you know, Urban clearly saw the writing on the wall just as much as Kyle did. And and I think Kyle and Utah were lucky that Morgan decided to, to stay home because look where he is now.
4: You know where Morgan would be had he gone to Florida with Urban? He'd be the head coach of
3: Ohio State right now. Ooh. That sounds like a column, Morgan.
4: Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just guessing, but I, I, I too, Jake. How do you feel about about Morgan as a coach? He seems like he's got a bright, bright future. He
2: he does seem like he's got a bright future, and he's he's very smart. But I, you know, thinking about that, if he would have gone to Florida, he's such a Utah man, right? A Utah guy. He's yeah, he's right. not really the the coach mercenary that you see so much. He's so he's such a hometown dude. I think this is the perfect spot for him, to be honest. Maybe he. Would be the Ohio State head coach, but is that actually something that he would want?
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. And I think what you're seeing with with this jump in Utah's overall play and recruiting, especially the last couple of years, um, and even talking to some of the, the the big name guys that they signed in December, everybody that I spoke with, either either the student student athletes or their parents, said that the continuous uh, state of the utah staff played a huge role and i think to your point jake like this is who morgan always has been it's who he always will be i think it's unique in this day and age so utah fans should be very very lucky uh, should feel very very lucky and and be happy that, that morgan is here so chris let me ask you as
4: an expert following uh utah sports do you see uh Kyle Whittingham as being the head football coach at the University of Utah for a long period of time or do you think it'll be relatively short and if it is relatively short do you expect that Morgan Scally is the man? Yeah,
3: oh for sure I've, I've said this for the last year or so um, I would be dumbfounded I would be, it would be like getting struck by lightning, which is obviously one of my real fears, so don't make fun of me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Morgan's job to lose 100%. It's the only thing that makes sense, um, especially at a school like Utah, especially considering the pipelines that this program needs to maintain when Kyle decides to retire and ride motorcycles and play golf and wrestle with his grandchildren. You have to have a guy that one understands the recruiting landscape of this state because as we've seen, like there are really good high school football players in Utah. And the last five years it's changed dramatically. I mean, you're looking at the teams that have come in and taken some of these, these homegrown kids in Utah. I mean, LSU had a kid from East high school who was starting on their defensive line in the national championship game. Alabama's come here. Ohio state's come here. This is more than just what you've had on the, on the West coast. So that's, that's just a long way of saying you have to have a guy who, who can go to war with those big-name schools when they decide to come to Utah. And I think when you look at the, the landscape of the Utah coaching staff, Morgan Scali is the natural fit for uh, that head coaching job when Kyle decides to retire. I don't think it's going to be I – I would be shocked to see Kyle coaching uh, at 65. I would. I think um, maybe two to three, four more years – but he's, I think he's said that before. Um, I don't know if he told me that or said that on another radio interview, but Kyle said like he won't be, he won't be coaching at 65. So um, these next few years are going to be interesting without a doubt.
2: Chris Camroni with us from The Athletic here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Switching gears just a little bit, Chris. Uh, the NFL draft, we saw news on that today, where basically it's going to be like your fantasy draft with your buddies, is, which is kind of a funny visual. But how many uh, Utes do you expect to actually be drafted this year?
0: Oh, that's a
3: good one. Um at 9 at the combine, um I would guess all of those guys get drafted. I think there's outside chance for guys like Josh Nurse, who is, is one of those project defensive backs that came to Utah as a wide receiver, a Juco guy, transitioned to safety, finally made it to corner and obviously got to play opposite Jalen Johnson. But he's a guy that I think will, will get drafted in the late round. I'm interested to see what, what happens with Tyler Huntley, guys. I mean, I think so many kids around the country really needed their pro days and it sucks for everybody um, that we're living in this, this time in the state of things. But there are a lot of teams that like Tyler Huntley. And I'd, I'd, I would be interested to see, like, is a team willing to take, uh, you know, take a flyer on him in the sixth or seventh round or if they're banking on him as an undrafted free agent. Um, he's another guy. I mean, I, I, I will say 10, but I wouldn't be surprised to go – as deep as 11 or 12. I mean, you can throw Darren Paulo in the mix too, their left tackle. He's a guy who can present some versatility on an offensive line. It's, it's fascinating to say like Utah could have 12 guys drafted in, in, in one uh, draft, albeit over zoom or whatever they're going to do. I don't even know how they're going to broadcast this thing, but we're all going to be complaining about the, the level of, of buffering in our homes. That's all I know.
4: <laughs> so, uh, so Chris, with so much talent leaving for the league, what do you foresee uh, if there is a football season this fall? Uh, how will the youth struggle? Will they have they are they reached a point where they can reload and just power forward, or what do you think is going to happen?
3: Yeah, that's tough. I mean. Again, football, I want to make this clear that football at this point is very, very minor in the grand scheme of everything. Sure. And um, I think we're just talking in best-case scenario hypotheticals for the state of the this, this state, this country, this world. So in, in theory, if we are at rice right Circle Stadium on Thursday, September 3rd, it's going to be crazy, guys. I, I, I just, The fact that Utah lost this many players and are without a spring ball now it's going to be really interesting to see how this coaching staff, if they're allowed to do so with a fall camp, to see how they expedite things because they are going to have to get everybody that they had in spring. They're going to have to rely on one, all of those kids being home wherever they are around the country and world to remain as in tip top shape as possible. And that's hard. That's hard in a, in a pandemic when you're not supposed to go outside, when you're supposed to isolate yourself um, how many of these kids have extensive home gyms? Probably not a lot of people. I don't have one of those things. I have like like ten pound weights that I borrowed from my father in law. It's it's <laughs> it's going to be a a test for every school in the country. But as specifically to Utah, this was just the year not to have this thing happen. I mean, if this happens last year, Utah's fine. I mean, they're they're totally fine. They had question marks at like linebacker and then a corner spot op- opposite Jalen Johnson. Otherwise, they were fine. This year, they're going to have the youngest team that Kyle Whittingham has had at Utah in 26 years as a coach. Wow, that goes, that goes back to his defensive coordinator days, defensive line coach days. They are going to be the youngest team that Kyle's ever had. Now, the, the Pac-12 South has a clear leader, in my opinion. I think it's USC, and then I think it's ASU. I think Utah can compete with those guys. I think I would slide Utah into third right now um, in the South, but there's just so many question marks. And we haven't even talked about the quarterback position. Like, this is how crazy it is. Utah is replacing nine guys on defense, and they still have to figure out who QB1 is. And right now, they're just relying on the, a lot of time the NCAA is allowing their, you know, offensive coordinator, Andy Ludwig, to, to talk to guys like Jake Bentley and, and Cam Rising. Um, it's, it's, it's so hard to project right now because, as, as you guys know, we're in a minute-to-minute <laughs> evolution of, of the state of the, of the world. But it's, um, if, if we are having a, a college football season, the, the camp will be expedited. It will be cut down, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to feel like, I don't know, like a high school football camp where it's like, you guys remember, like high school football camps lasted like a week and a half, and then they had games. That's kind of like what it could feel like come, come August.
2: Chris Camrani with us from The Athletic on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and Chris uh, you do excellent work really really enjoyed uh, your piece on Morgan Scally and his brief stint as a host right here on 1280 The Zone thanks for joining us and keep up the good work
3: thank you guys stay safe stay well
2: back at you Chris appreciate it and thanks for keeping up with Sadie's music choices appreciate that All right, uh, it is the big show Gordon Monson Jake Scott 97.5 and 1280 The Zone see somebody's enjoying the Sadie's selections Gordon
4: yeah, I think a lot of people do. Those are cute pictures and uh, that you send out. I like but it that you, he uh,
2: he throws it into his iTunes, and he said she's 11 for 11.
4: Well, I mean, she has made some really fine selections, but I don't think you have a lot of dogs in your vinyl collection, do you?
2: I don't know about a whole lot of dogs, but uh, there is some stuff in there I have no idea what it is. Like, I inherited some records. Uh, like, what's one, my, what's
4: one that you've never... Well, you I came across.
2: Uh, let me put. Well, I guess I listened to it the other day, but I came across a bunch of Gershwin. I've got a bunch of Gershwin. Gershwin. I've got a bunch of Gershwin. Believe it or not. So I want to listen to. I've those. got a bunch of big band stuff. Uh, it, you know.
1: Do you have the original King of, and I? I do have, no no no. What or it, Anna when, and the no, King? Have, what was it called? I, I have
2: Guys and Dolls though. I well, yeah, when yeah, yeah, yeah. when Austin was doing his Guys and Dolls, I found I had a vinyl of a of not Gershwin, and,
1: but still, but yeah.
2: still, yeah. So I've got a I've got a lot of random stuff. She's pretty much stuck to the top shelf, which is most of my major rotation. If she varies down to some other shelves, we might get some some real randomness going.
4: Now, when I think of Gershwin, I think of Guys. Spinning around, ballroom dancing with tails flying and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on, don't don't mess with that stuff.
1: Oh, King and I was Hammerstein.
2: That's my bad. No. Uh, all good. Coming up next, Gordon, there is some news coming out of the NBA. There's also some news coming out of the Pac-12 today. We'll talk about that straight ahead. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. Love with him, break up with them I know that you're so done with them, break up with them, break up with them. (laughs) You would have hung up by now if you weren't thinking it too. No pressure, whatever, just do what you got do, but if I was you, I'd tell him that
2: it's over. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 1280 The Zone, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. It's time for the Daily Drops of the Day. Or the drops of the day, the daily drops, whatever we want to call it. whatever. During this whole pandemic, uh, we're trying to stay in a good mood. And uh, at 5.30 every day, the three of us, Gordon, Austin, and myself, will pick one of our favorite drops or bits or whatever and uh, hopefully get a laugh uh, out of things as uh, as we go through this. Gordon, uh, do you want to go first?
4: well uh I, i'm uncertain as to uh did we find the one that i wanted to do uh i wasn't sure whether uh, i believe we did yes did we all right well then why don't we uh do nancy grace as a one-track mind
1: some somehow using his cell phone at 1:48 in the morning why so is
5: that por- look for porn dad porn well, okay, uh, if it, whatever, right. whatever, yeah,
1: whatever it was for, though, he was claiming that they porn. were asleep in
0: bed at 10 p.m. that night. Dan, Nancy, we thank you both.
1: I noticed neither of you want to touch it with a 10-foot pole that he was up trolling the Internet for porn just before he kills her,
0: but I'll say that for another day. Actually, Nancy, we just have to get to the weather, but we want to thank <laughs> you. For, so, uh, Ginger, speaking of.
5: Happy to break that up. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start with a good look at Panama
4: City.
2: Isn't so. that
0: kind of a, uh, I don't know,
4: I just, it, it seemed like the one guy was trying to be really serious.
5: What? Someone Man. for porn, Dan. Porn. I just,
2: I just like it out she won't move on. He's like, okay, well, whatever, he was using his phone, we got it.
0: That like, they were a
2: she just drops it, in. and then they're trying to get rid of her. And she's just like, "Hey, I know you don't want to touch this with a ten-foot pole." <laughs> First of all, phrasing. Second of all, <laughs> easy, Nancy. I think they're just trying to get to the weather, Nancy.
4: <laughs> what? what? I mean, what was she? What? That was
2: it, she was. It was a story about Oscar Pistorius, and apparently,
5: she was look porn? for porn, Dan porn.
4: Is, is that factual? I have no idea. Does it matter? <laughs> how, how does she know? Uh,
1: guys, I have a, a bad, a bad, a bad news for you. What's that? Uh, we heard it. The, the The listeners didn't hear the whole thing because you know your brilliant re- producer back here didn't have all of the buttons pushed. Oh, good. So how, we need to pull play it again. How probably. much did they okay. get? Uh, just the last little bit. Oh, okay. Let's let's play the whole thing.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Why look that for porn, Dan porn. Some, somehow
1: using his cell phone at 1.48 in the morning.
5: do so por- look for porn, dad, Porn. Well, okay, uh, if it would, whatever, right. whatever,
1: yeah, whatever it was for, though, he was claiming that they porn. were asleep in
0: bed at 10 p.m. that night. Dan, Nancy, we thank you both. I
5: noticed neither of you
1: want to touch it with a 10-foot pole that he was up trolling the Internet for porn just before he kills
0: her, but I'll say that for another day. Actually, Nancy, we just have to get to the weather, but we want to thank you for joining us. <laughs> so, uh, Ginger, speaking of.
5: Happy to break that up. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start with a good look at
2: So now our list know what we were laughing yeah, about. Sorry, yeah. 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 Now they're, now they're Not well that's funny. Fine, yeah. But still, now explained, which is probably pretty important. Porn. <laughs> that's the funniest part, when she slips that in when he's trying to move
4: on. She's like, porn. Why was why was she so adamant about making that point? Yeah. that They porn. were a st- <laughs> <laughs> And the other guys all seemed like they just wanted to get home with him.
2: Like, I got it. I got it. We got to get to the weather, Nancy. Got to get mm. to the weather. Porn. Unbelievable. Ten foot pole. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
4: All right uh, what do you got, Jake?
2: Uh, let's go with this. This is one of my favorites. This is out of San Francisco. And uh, a disgruntled, crusty sportscaster is mad at an anchor for taking his story.
5: Hunter Pence is the National League Player of the Week, and the Giants end up with a 9-6 to win. Uh, we should tell you LeBron James is going to star in Space Jam.
0: Well, we do,
1: we actually—oh, you're mad because I already read that. I'm sorry.
5: Uh, How's Steph Curry's uh, knee?
1: Uh, He's nursing it, and it's getting better. Mm -hmm.
5: How long have we been friends? Twenty-three years. I didn't know
1: you were going to do it. Have
5: you ever, and I'm going to say this with a smile, ever heard me say right before you came on, there's an irrigation problem in Gilroy? You have to talk to
0: Cassine. You ever heard me
5: say, oh, it's warm weather today? Never. I stay in my lane. And it's just... To a friend, oh, you got to talk to Cassine. I like Cassine, so don't try and pit me against the producer. Cassine
1: gave me that lovely script,
5: and here's it. It's hard for me to get mad. Catherine has stayed at my mother's home. She's written my mother notes and stolen my material. So how do I get mad? Anyway, how is Curry's knee? Uh, improving. Okay, well... Hey, LeBron
1: was very good in trainwreck, so this will be fun. Okay, I shouldn't have brought it up.
5: Yeah, it's going to be great. He- and Michael Jordan started Space Jam, as you earlier reported. I'm sorry. All right. Darn it, hard to be mad at Catherine, though. She's a good friend of my mom's, and there's going to come a time when uh, you have to choose between the love of your mother and your mother's friend's... And the honor and dignity of Cron—we may have reached that level. <laughs> okay, let me let's do the story again. Then in the last two minutes, Curry is still about the same. All right, he's got a sprained
2: knee. It's so unbelievable. Well, uh, You know, Why? she's a good friend of my
4: mom, so can't be. T- <laughs> that that was that was uh, awkward with a capital A.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, how's how's Curry's knee, huh? <laughs> He just,
4: I don't huh? know. Why didn't he just let that go? Why was that so important to him?
1: Yeah, well, what's Hunter Pence hitting? She's, huh? you she know did, that?
2: She used to stay in her lane, Gordo. She's still in his spotlight, man. How would you feel if Gherkie all of a sudden busted out a column about Quinn Snyder? You'd be
4: pretty bent out of shape. It was, it was, wasn't it relatively brief?
1: He's not coming on there talking about irrigation problems in Lenzville yeah, or wherever it was. Exactly,
2: <laughs> Gordon. You're not. You're not writing about uh, you know Bill 124 up at the Utah State House. Come on. Oh, thank goodness. You just gotta stay in her lane. What does Space Jam have to do with news? That's sports.
4: <laughs> okay. But oh, yeah. she was
2: oh, yeah. friends with his mom, though. So let's. You know,
4: let's take it easy. I love the way he did never said that she was a friend of his no. it was always a friend of a mom
2: and I like it how she throws the producer under the bus and he's like hey
1: don't blame the producer I like the producer <laughs> Kasim knows what Steph Curry's knees are like all right
2: <laughs> yeah oh it's so amazing. Oh, I love that one. I'm so happy we played that today. <laughs>
1: all right, Austin, you're last but not least, of course. We're missing we're missing the Utah Jazz, right? We, we are. are. We're all here. We're uh, longing for a David Locke, Ron Boone uh, radio play-by-play of the Utah Jazz. And this uh, is not necessarily a moment from a game, but a moment as they went to break one time and uh, the Jazz Bear knew where they were sitting.
0: Full time out now, 157 left. I didn't get to see the replay on that. We'll try to see if we can get it when we come back. Jazz by nine, 157 left in the set. Oh, my God.
1: Which, oh, you gotta keep it going. More, oh my oh, you gotta keep it going. There's a there's another a longer one here.
2: Because the best part about it is he doesn't explain when he goes to break what happens, so you just think, well, David's dead. We'll <laughs> try him again.
0: Play right, the whole timeout now, 157 left. I didn't get to see the replay on that. We'll try to see if we can get it when we come back. Jazz by nine, one fifty-seven left in the set oh my god. Jack jazz blast is going to be quite something if someone's listening to the radio. Thank goodness we got halftime here in a second. I'm going to need it. So for those of you, I don't. I apologize. I have no idea if I said anything or anything at all. But they shoot T-shirts out of the gun here in the building, and and I got hit by one. I'm sorry. I'm really kind of out of it right now.
2: <laughs> David, it was a T-shirt, not a bowling ball. <laughs>
3: A medieval
4: catapult.
3: i have a little light edit
4: right now. Oh You're man, right. the part we played on the first one—it sounds like he just expired right there. Full time seat. out
0: now. One fifty-seven left. ka kachun. I think get to see the replay on that. We'll try to. see You what can hear it in it. the background. Back. Jazz by nine. One fifty-seven left in the set. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> and they go right to break. Well, David's dead. It's over.
1: Jazz <laughs> oh, Bear got him. That's...
2: I just love it that there's no explanation I wish so much that I was listening to that live I so actually I just,
1: had been that day. did you oh, think you
2: yourself
4: like oh, so yeah, it sounded like Booner hit him over the head with a bat that's a mistake Oh, that's so amazing!
1: Took a T-shirt right to the face. Yeah.
2: Then he's
4: like, "Oh, and hear a little light-headed." light That first part. One more time. I'm right, full time
0: out now. 157 left. I didn't get to see the replay on that. We'll try to see if we can get it. when We come back. Jazz by nine. 157 left in the set. Oh my God.
2: Oh my God! Oh, I love it so much. It's so funny. Much.
1: It was the first t-shirts oh ever my. made of bricks that they were <laughs> tossed out of the game there. I don't
4: That's too much. Uh, I've heard it before, but every time I hear it, it makes me
2: laugh. Oh, man, that's why this segment is classic. All right. Thanks to our (laughs) friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. And remember, we do our drops of the day (laughs) every day at 530 until things... Get back to normal. Today's edition was fun. Was that was yeah. good. good. Yeah. job, had A lot of good laughs today. Yeah,
1: no doubt. How's, how's Steph's Curry and EJ? <laughs> huh? Huh?
2: Don't blame Austin. He's been good friends with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more next, 97.5. Oh, we kick off our uh, final matchup in our moments of madness. Stay tuned. Find out who are finals, who are in the finals next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time. Let's get the 12th caller right now. Cause uh, oh no no no, never mind. Today's Monday, not Wednesday. I just need to read the liner. Jordan, I tell you what, I'm losing track of what day it is. Listen this Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to Chris Young. His multi, he's a multi-platinum entertainer, and he's coming out uh, with his Town Ain't Big Enough World Tour 2020. Going to be on the road this summer, joined by special guests Scotty, uh, Scotty McCready and Peyton Smith. This is sure to be Chris's biggest show yet, and you won't want to miss it. Uh, your chance to see him live is Wednesday, June 10th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com or simply listen on Wednesday. On a win ticket Wednesday.
1: Yes, you, you could call now and wait for Wednesday. It's a long hold, though. I don't <laughs> yeah,
2: know. I don't know if, if Austin... And we
1: reset the phones when we call for the winner, so that would
2: be That would good, not, yeah. be, not be good uh, on your part. All right, it's our Moments of Madness Bracket Challenge, and we are to the finals. Let's get uh, Friday's results from our very own Austin
1: Horn. We had a tight nip and tuck Final Four showdown. Uh, the first Final 4 showdown was George Mason uh, against uh, 2016's Nova buzzer-beating winner. Uh, that was not a close showdown. George Mason shocked the world again and blew away uh, Nova. But over the weekend, you had Danny Ainge coast-to-coast against Notre Dame, up against Jimmy V's search for a hug, NC State beating Houston. And in a fifty-one percent win, Ooh. Jimmy V, searching for that hug, moves on to today's final. Wow, matchup.
4: that that's an upset in my mind, Gordon. Yeah, I would think so too. But remember, anytime you talk about Utah BYU in this state, you know you got an automatic backlash.
2: Uh yeah, you mean people who go against uh, yeah. anything that happened to do with the Cougs? You were you but, were but, the but one th- saying the game was going to win in a, in a landslide. So, but but uh, what? You were the one uh, at the beginning of this said uh, putting Danny Ainge in wasn't fair because
4: he was going to win going away. Yeah, well, that, that that moment with NC State was just so phenomenal. I, I, when you think of the preeminent moments in NCAA tournament history, doesn't that one just float right to the top? 100%.
2: Yep. Yeah. And love it that we know Thurl, too, and he was such a big part. Best player on that team. Uh, pretty cool connection to it. No wasn't doubt. he
4: on the cover of Sports Illustrated right after that? I think so. I think he was,
2: yeah. We'll have to ask T about that, what it's like. I think that was was probably his only time on the cover, I'm guessing. Maybe he was with like a a jazz cover or something.
4: Maybe in the background somewhere, you mean?
2: Well, it depends on what the picture was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right, so Big T and uh, NC State going head-to-head with two-seed George Mason in their Cinderella run.
5: Denim Brown.
4: All right, that one, that one, that one, that one. Come on, that's substandard. George Mason, substandard. The call or the moment? Both.
2: All right. Well, we got to hear the call for NC State. I didn't mean to skip on over that. Here's the call for NC State.
0: It's down to seven seconds. You can see the time. Wittenberg, Oh, it's a.
4: You know, that would be a terrific call if Wittenberg had made the shot.
1: I don't know. I think I think uh, Musburger would have just let it sit there with the crowd cheering either way, wouldn't he? That's kind of his thing. Yeah, but nobody knew what happened. That's I mean, Musburger. That's what he does.
2: Kind of like when Locke was shot with the t shirt cannon.
0: <laughs> All right, full time out now. 157 left. I didn't get to see the replay on that. We'll try to see if we can get it when we come back. Jazz by nine. one fifty-seven 157. Left in the set. Oh, my God
4: that's oh, <laughs> so amazing that is, that's one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard <laughs> Sorry, it just makes me laugh for some reason what are-
2: when are we having uh, David on next? We'll have to we'll Wednesday. Have to, he, he's heard it a bunch, I know, but maybe he doesn't we'll have to, love it. No, he doesn't love. I mean, he has a sense of humor about it. I've talked sure, to him yeah. about it before. He's, I, I'm sure we're not we're not all happy to hear audio of ourselves getting shot off our stool with a t-shirt cannon. But you know what? Pretty hilarious. The funniest part is him going to break without any sort of explanation. <laughs>
4: It just sounds like it's curtains.
2: You know, it's all over. It's over for David. It'd be more funny if coming back from break, it was Booner. Like, welcome back, everyone.
1: (laughs) David's well, we gone, hope- <laughs> but I've got a new T-shirt here. <laughs> we hope David's okay.
0: Oh, oh, All
2: right, so go to the uh, Zone Sports Network Twitter account, uh, Zone Sports Net, and you can, uh, you can vote on it. We uh, Austin retweeted it. I retweeted it. should be easy for you to find. It's our championship showdown. NC State, the Jimmy V searches for a hug play against George Mason in 06, making a final four run.
4: So I can check guarantee it out. you, guarantee the NC State is going to win that in a landslide.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think that's
1: probably
4: yeah, we have. We have. Well, it was kind of like George Mason when they made it to the Final Four. They fizzled out in a hurry, right? Uh they did. Who they? Get they lost by, by? like sixty-two yeah. to
1: Louisville or
2: something. So, yeah, something like you know. that. They just got crunched. So it's fitting, I guess. All right. Okay. Coming up next, we'll have more big show. Stay tuned. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. And, man, you know what, Gordon? Uh, It's nice coming in here, doing the show with you. Of course, we're social distancing. You're still at home. But these these shows have still flown by, which is so nice because time just feels like it's going so slow during this whole thing.
4: Yeah, it's really a highlight of the day, isn't it? When we get together, yep. or not get together, but we're you know we uh, get to converse. Connected. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. it's fun. These uh, various uh, topics and the folks we've uh, we've been interviewing and talking with uh, over this period of time really interesting guys, fun to talk to. Guys and- like Chris. Yeah,
2: and as as you both let Chris's. us both Chris's today, right, Mannix and Kim Rowney. and as you let us know a couple of weeks ago, you've you've been doing every show in just a robe and briefs. I'm just happy not that true. I'm not there. I'm
4: just not, I'm not just happy true. that I'm here and not <laughs> I, there. I am fully clothed. I am fully clothed. Uh, usually I'm in athletic gear. You know, just uh,
2: bikini briefs and a robe wide open. It's
4: just <laughs> a naked man. <laughs> <laughs> that and it, would be in no one's uh, no one's best interest, you know, for me to walk around. And like it that.
2: doesn't change twenty four hours a day, except for you ditch the robe when you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no. And what am I wearing fuzzy slippers too? Probably. That's how no. I have it visualized in my mind. Not, yeah.
4: not at all. <laughs> Don't visualize too much; <laughs> you might hurt yourself. But. Uh, uh, it's it, it's not that bad. It's really not. I mean, disheveled, I could,
2: disheveled hair, bikini briefs, a robe, and fuzzy slippers. Grandma drama. always said don't wear your underwear more than once.
4: <laughs> Probably because this is what I used to wear when I'd come into the studio every day. A robe and briefs?
2: No, usually we're <laughs> we're better than that.
4: Oh, not I'm always, than, but, I'm, but better. Usually. <laughs> I'm better than that now. At least we went on remote, it was one. better. I'm not the only one working from home. There's a whole lot of people out there that can relate to this question at one level or another. But I could walk out into the middle of the street dressed in what I'm, I'm wearing right now. I want to assure you. And not get arrested? I, <laughs> I am not. Maybe to get the paper
2: and go back inside, but I don't know I, about it extended, you know.
4: I, I did get a very nice bathrobe for Christmas, but I have not. I think I used it once. Uh, I have been completely presentable uh, and uh, and ready for ready for action at any moment. So I am not. In, see, that's the problem with hanging out in a bathrobe and briefs all day. You're not. You're not ready to in case you know in case you need to jump up and and get stuff done. You're you're not you're not ready, right? Well, you are.
2: Maybe not. The, <laughs> maybe not us. I
4: guess one of my questions is, how do you get naked? <laughs> that's one of your questions it's quite easy in your I, no. case it's not like i go prancing around naked no you have briefs and a robe on yeah i got it <laughs> where are these drops coming from you <laughs> well, got more on story about a very naked man <laughs> go on come on i dare <laughs> good you You're good you got more. All Come right, on, I can take it. More tomorrow. How about that? Do it naked
2: <laughs> on the big show, Gordon. Hey, have yourself a wonderful evening, my friend. You too. All right, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.
4: He uh, he's a self-styled naked carpenter.